0: You listen to Green Tea with Colbin Green, your Asian lifestyle podcast, straight from my living room to your listening device. Join the conversation on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Come on over for some green tea, we'll be serving you popping hard. Until next time, Namaste! <laughs> Hello, I'm Colbin Green and you're listening to Green Tea the Podcast, where we discuss anything Asian-inspired and Asian-related. Anything that may tickle your Asian fancy. With the developing segment of Heart to Heart with Colbin came a promise of inviting guests of interest onto the show. Ah, sadly, those guests are not available today. It's just plain old Colbin talking on the radio. So, I mean, what's the main point of doing a heart to heart with other guests? You know, if I'm not going to do my own heart to heart. So, I was just sitting today and I thought, let me just do my own heart to heart with you guys over there, the listeners. So, we're going to talk about my story, my China story the China that you see in the pictures, <laughs> that you like so much, so I'm going to talk about that China, the China through my eyes. So we're going to be talking about how I got to China, why I got to China, sorry, why I came to China, and how China has been, my experiences, my highs and my lows, the worst experiences, the food and all that, the works, everything else. So. It's, gonna be a minute you know so you might want to be comfortable or you might want to have your your headsets in your earphones in and yeah and go on about your business while i talk away on the mic (laughs) from my living room to your listening device so coming up next is Colby green's china story Colby green's heart to heart with the listeners enjoy You listen to Green Tea with Colbin Green, your Asian Lifestyle podcast, straight from my living room to your listening device. Join the conversation on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Come on over for some green tea. We'll be serving you popping heart. Until next time, Namaste! <laughs> there it is. Hi, Colby here. Let's start from the top. So I came to China in 2019. I actually arrived in china 14th february 2019 valentine's day <laughs> oh yeah trust me when you think valentine's day you don't think relocation you don't think migration you don't think anything else you just think wine and roses and a bunch of other love yous you know but anyway no no i was actually on a flight from south africa well actually i was on a flight on the 13th of uh the 13th of feb Sorry, 13th of Feb, and we landed here, Hong Kong, 14th of February in 2019. God, what a journey! <laughs> such, such a long journey. A lot happened, and it's been, it's been happening. A lot of ups and downs. Anyway, I was sitting in my cousin's house, you know, midrand and that, and unemployed. And because I had been fired from from a job that I was doing, I was teaching English online. And for some reason, you know, challenges, commuting to work, late nights, I couldn't keep up. One day I went apartment hunting with uh, somebody I used to know in the past. We spent the whole day searching for an apartment and I had to clock in for my shift. Shift started and I fell asleep. All of that was captured on camera and i was called into the manager's office and i was told i was out of a job because cl- the client had seen me falling asleep of course i mean i understand i didn't understand it back then but i understand now it was bad so i was yeah stuck at home applying for jobs whatever i could find though a few interviews though that i, I went to and some were promising some gave nothing until one day and i don't know i don't know i, I when you're sitting and then you're just applying for whatever that pops up, you know, on your internet, I was one of those people. I applied for literally everything. So one day, while well, having lunch, I remember I was at a restaurant, I was, I was in Johannesburg Park Station, Wimpy, and I, I, I was from an interview. So I received a call, It was an agent, which I won't name, <laughs> It was an agent, which I won't name, and yeah... We have received your your application, and are you interested in coming to China? Of course, I was interested. Yeah, you know, I wanted to come to China. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so do you want to come to the office and just do an interview and let's just get the feel of it? Okay, cool, great. And but before coming to the office, do you mind filming yourself? Because you know here when we have when we look for jobs, you have to record yourself. It's called an intro video. Literally, where you talk about what you like, what kind of a person are you, where you stay, what you study, the whole works. So I sent the video through and they liked what they saw. So I went in for an interview. Uh, yeah, we sat down. I was interviewed by the boss of the school that I was supposed to go to and there was that. And then, yeah, man, the ball just started rolling document collection and everything else. And then I packed my stuff and yeah, came to China, met a few people met them at the airport actually most of them (laughs) some have become friends and some i don't know where they are forgotten i guess so we get to china we land and i don't know like a lot of us that came to china we had this head full of dreams you know that we're gonna come to china and we had received this once in a lifetime opportunity to leave south africa because i mean let's face it we have a lot of unemployment in the country we are i don't know I don't know about now because I haven't been there in quite a while but then I, I, I still think that employment still plagues the country so we were just so excited that we had received a chance to escape all of that and we had jobs so we came here with literally no expectations we came here with a head full of dreams and hopes and goals but boy <laughs> little did we know what awaited so we get to to, to Hong Kong layover get on a flight to Beijing and and then a lot of the people that I've spoken to who are here in China when I asked them did they research about the cities that they were going to be working in a lot of them thought they were going to Beijing I was one of those two I thought I was gonna to go to Beijing sadly no I would be stationed far away from Beijing I was away from Beijing So we get to to Beijing We have to catch a train And this is Feb Okay, Feb in China Now I know that that, uh, because I live here February is still in the height of winter It's ridiculously cold So me being South African I'm in my skinny jeans and I'm in my denim jacket Nobody dared to warn me about the weather As soon as we touched down freezing snowy and all that and so we get to the station and I remember I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day he said that was the coldest day of his entire life <laughs> I wouldn't call it that but I don't remember ever being that cold it was really cold Got the train and then we had to go to a certain city called Xijiazhuang it's like a capital city of the Herbei province yeah we get there we get into a hotel we rest, and then we are treated to, to a meal, you know, the first meal in China, breakfast. It was around 7 a.m. in the morning. So we get to a restaurant, okay, we, this is exciting. We, we're eating, and what is this? I don't know what this is, it looks all weird. And I don't know, for the life of me, I'm not somebody who dabbles in stuff that I haven't really tasted before. For me, the eye eats first. If I don't like what I'm looking at, I'm not eating. But on that day, I thought, well, anyway, just leave a little. So I devoured that donkey burger. And when they said donkey, I thought it was just going to be this atrocious looking type of thing. But no, it actually looked quite good. You know, it was, it, it, it resembled a shredded beef or rather braised beef that was stuffed in, in pastry. Got that, we ate that, we rested. And was a training. Training went on for about a month. We're so excited, hey, and we're meeting new people and we're meeting more South Africans who are working for the company as well. And (laughs) it was so exciting. Everybody was happy that we're in China. And then come the end of training, training has to end, now we have to start working. And then there are talks of, hey, we need to ship you to a certain school because when you get here through an agent or rather an agency, there's a lot of you, a lot of you will will be deployed to various cities around the province. That happened as well. And then I I got to my city. I used to think that um, being alone, living alone would be the greatest thing ever in life. Little did I know that it would be the most isolating six months of my entire life. And by six months, there's a story coming up later because, hey, stuff happens. So I stayed there. And then another thing, when we came here, on our way to China, we all thought we were going to end up in some primary school, high school, middle school, university, the works. None of us thought we were going to be teaching in a kindergarten. So we get to a kindergarten. I'd been championing for... Excuse me, for a public school, or a primary school, or whatever. So no, <laughs> rude awakening. No, you're going to kindergarten. Kindergarten? Why? No, we think you have a personality for that, and you'll do good. And a lot of my other friends had to go to such as well, and then we'd been to their classes, and they were doing, and they were doing really well. So great, get to the city. I'm the only black person. <laughs> and then for the life of me. I just felt so small, so isolated, so vulnerable. I came all the way from South Africa. I'm in a new city, new country. I'm the only person of my kind. I speak zero Chinese. And most of the locals had never even so much as been in close range with a foreigner, let alone a black foreigner. So every time I went to the shops, it was like a stampede. It was like paparazzi was just waiting to snap photos. Anyway. Moved around a bit, you know, I kind of got the feel of the place. It was good. But something was lacking. I had no social life. This is one thing that people don't really talk about in these apartments, especially those who live in small cities. In China, there are cities like first tier, second, and third tier cities, and then there are counties. Counties would be your homelands. Your homelands. So I got shipped to the homelands. I was there for six months. And uh, I'm such a jovial person. I'm outgoing. And this is something that I took for granted in South Africa, being surrounded by a lot of people. I always wanted to be by myself. And I gotcha, I was by myself. I mean, I like my own company, but then you kind of need to see some familiarity. You kind of need to see people. I think I'm just one of those people that actually enjoy watching life happen around them. I don't want to actively participate in that, but I kind of enjoy watching that go by. I kind of enjoy watching people go on about their lives and I kind of want to be able to relate to whatever is going on. Yeah, none of that for you. Nothing. I had to go to a supermarket, different spices, weird. And imagine this is somebody who's used to cooking for themselves. Uh, I, I I don't know like I never really used to cook but then I got to university and I learned how to cook and I kind of got to to enjoy cooking for myself so I got the first thing I wanted I wanted to cook I went to the store and uh, I couldn't find anything that I could identify so I just kind of went with my gut feeling and my first meal it was horrible it was revolting actually so I think I ate food like that for like a week or something until I just decided to just buy salt and pepper and some chili powder and I think that's what kind of brought some flavor into my food and me being new alone with no other teacher or no other foreigner at that point because later on I kind of met two girls from South Africa they were angels We literally bonded and we became friends. However, I still lacked that social space. There was no bar, not even a mall, hey? Not even a mall. The only thing closest to a mall was a big shopping centre which had, like, three floors where you could get everything. I guess in American terms, it's called, like, a Walmart or something. And in South African terms, I think uh, this would be... uh, like game or macro or something like that so yeah it was like that I had to go to school and it was good I tried to give it my best I, however I just couldn't because I was affected I, I literally suffered mental illness mental illness had me by the balls there. I mean I would call home of course and then we'd talk and at that particular point I was in a relationship with somebody I mean, he would listen and then he would get bored, and then it would go from why are you complaining? This is annoying. What's going on? Is it that bad? And I'd say, yeah, it's really bad. Anyway, that affected me immensely. It got to a point where work just was not going at all. And <laughs> I was fired. Literally, in a nutshell, I was fired. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing about it now, but at that time, it was no laughing matter. It was no laughing matter because why? We were not paid enough. The salary that we signed up for when we came here was not at all what people were getting. So number one, the salary, the working hours, the small county, the lack of social life, being isolated I mean my god I mean you could be in the greatest country in the world but if you're isolated yeah (laughs) I don't know it takes a toll it really does so left a job got a new one and uh, moved on to a new city when I moved to a new city I met people and that's when life started happening That's when life started happening. And um, it went on for a few months. It was good, I was happy. It was good. I mean, I mean, I love shopping. Everybody everybody who knows me knows that I love shopping, I love drinking, I love looking good, and that. And then the new city that I was living in, I was living in a city called Taijo. Because I moved all the way from the north down to the east. You know, and Yeah, the east was good. I still am in the east. That was good. I met people and I kind of met a community of friends. I met South Africans. I met people that have had been here for quite a while. And that was um exciting to be to be part of. Sorry. And then COVID happened. <laughs> when COVID happened, everything had to stop. Then we had to move to a new city, a new job where I currently am. And uh, yeah again life was picking up it was good met new people as well got a new job new boss new friends new apartment all that was good you know but then another thing that uh people don't really talk about is that it gets really 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 lonely you know homesickness is a thing in china homesickness is a thing in china and uh that as well coupled with the challenges, day-to-day challenges in China because, I mean, we love talking about these things over the counter, like I'm cooking and and you're sitting there, we're having tea and we're talking about these things. You know, at the end of the day, it ends up being just kitchen table talk. And then we are quick to run away from the topic of racism. However, I know that racism is an issue racism is still I don't know uh, it's it's still prevalent basically it's still prevalent it still prevails and uh, these are the things that people don't talk about and another thing a lot of people here drink (laughs) my friends know I drink a lot because there's a lot that you deal with here you get a job in a school parents don't really like you and And one thing about China parents, if one parent doesn't like you, they might actually influence the others not to like you. And then once they develop some hate campaign, you're bad for business. You gotta go. You know, you gotta go. Or just sometimes you're teaching, there's a child that you kind of do not really like, you don't get along with the child. You can't hate a child, but there's a child that you don't get along. We have kids like that. And then, Sometimes there's an issue of pay salaries, ill-treatment. I mean, there's a lot that you deal with, really. There's a lot. But there's also a whole lot that is worth drinking for. I mean, we don't only drink for for depression. We also drink when we're happy, you know. People always assume that uh, being here is all great, and that, yeah, it is great. I mean, we are having a good time. I wouldn't lie, we are having a good time. But we also are not as happy as we would be if we were home, because you're here. You live alone here. In as much as we have adapted to the life in China, home is still number one. And there's a lot to actually adapt to here. From the weather, from the pollution, from the food itself, the way of living, the culture, new cultural norms, these are things that wreak havoc (laughs) for a little while and then you become a gay and you soldier on, that's China, you keep going, have a drink and shake it out, dance it out and I don't know, like China is very unpredictable, what is blue today tomorrow could be green (laughs) you know china is very unpredictable honestly it's thrilling on some days and i see people have asked me questions here my uh uh, my highlights Um, being in a space where i could uh, rediscover new hobbies where i could be on my own and find my way and stand up on my own two feet and be good and being in a space where I could nurture other interests being in a space where I could meet other people and build relationships with other people this is something I've never really been good at I I still am not but then again I'm in a space where I am better at that to be in a space where you can focus on other things that empower you I was able to study you know And because my job is not so demanding, back home in South South Africa, I couldn't do that because I had a demanding job. I had to be in the office nine to five in that. But then being in China has awarded me the opportunity to to work and study effortlessly. However, by by effortlessly, I don't mean it was easy, it was seamlessly easy. I just had um, breathing room for me to get my studies out of the way. And then the worst experience was uh, getting fired <laughs> from my first job that was uh yeah the yeah that was the worst experience because i mean when i was fired i i was what 6 to 7 months in china i mean i hadn't really saved much money at the time and i i don't know like it just it just didn't really register what the worst could be at that particular moment yeah it was i was let go and then i didn't really think of the ramifications i mean this was a lot bigger than I could have imagined had I not found a job because I would have ended up stranded, broke, homeless, in a foreign country. So I think for me that was uh, the worst, yeah that was the worst for me. And then the weirdest food that I have eaten here, I mean I eat a a lot of weird stuff. I've had squids, I've had snakes. Snails don't count because they are what, uh, what uh, they are their delicacies somewhere else. So, I've eaten eels, I've, I've eaten crocodile, I've eaten squids. I don't know the no. other thing that I ate which was really disgusting, but I tried it. I also ate frog. I also ate frog. And then, being a photographer that I've come to be, you know, uh, this was a question meant for a guest uh, that I had uh, um, a few days ago friend of mine I I was talking to a friend of mine a few few days ago and then this question was directed to him if you could fit your life your China life in one picture what would the picture look like my picture would and then he answered his picture would be him and his children which I found very endearing my picture would uh, would be me my dog and a drink (laughs) I think I think that would be it then that would be it. And um, I haven't always wanted to be a teacher. In fact, I hated anything that had to do with education. I saw myself as a magazine editor because, I mean, that's what I studied. I studied linguistics. So, I mean, I was like, I a winter runner in the making. So that's what I wanted. Uh, but anyway, I mean, you go through life and then you plan for things and then things don't really come as you had, had hoped or planned. So if that doesn't work, you pick up the next thing that works, and then you run with it. So I ran with it. I got this, and I'm running with it. You know, and then <laughs> it's become something that I know. It's become the only thing that I'm good at. I still am good at other things, but then again, the other things will not pay as much as this does. So yeah, that's that. Anyway, and then and then the, I have a question here too. Um, relationships um i don't really know much about relationships here since i haven't really dated that much i haven't dated that much of course i mean i've I've, I've been on dates here and there and uh, (laughs) some were good some were promising some weren't some people were blocked some people were forgotten some people are still there (laughs) lurking in the shadows so and then People often want to know, how do you get here? Well, when you get here, when when you want to come and work in China, you need to have your degree first. First things first, your degree. You need to have your your police clearance. You need to have um, your health check and you need to have a valid passport. And you need to, (laughs) this is funny. You also need to have a neutral accent. I don't know how many people have that because there's a whole lot of accents flying around in China. I don't even know what I sound like. I don't even know if I'm neutral or not, but I just sound like me. And I guess sounding like me kind of helps. It does work. I don't even know what accent I have. I don't know. So those are the few things that you need. And then fashion. (laughs) The fashion is very big in China. Chinese people are very fashionable, especially the young crowd, which of course I to still think that i am young so that part is uh is 100 cool you've seen what i wear sometimes and you know you like the picture because i am wearing something that you like and all of that is bought here yeah. life in china is not expensive life in china is very affordable it is depending on what you eat and also depending on where you live small city cheaper life big city higher prices but then with regards to food, food is cheap in a nutshell. However, if you prefer your foreign cuisine, then you might have to pop up. I pay a lot more for my food than for anything else. Like my clothes are cheap, but my food is the most expensive. Literally, no cap. My food is the most expensive thing in this house. Like my food is because I shop at a foreign uh, wholesalers. I shop there. And and another thing, there's a question here, um, how does it like being gay? Um, the uh, the LGBTQ plus community in China is not as established as other parts of the world. I do know that uh, gay marriage is still illegal here. Uh, there is however a a community which is thriving. underground so there aren't a lot of openly gay people walking around the streets of china however they are but then you know they're not really out there and and flamboyant and you know shouting all those you know there's no pride march i've never heard of any however i think they do have one in Hong Kong so I've never been to those, I've never been to a, a pride march even back home, it's not my scene, however I do, uh, <laughs> I do respect those who march, it's, uh, it's a very, I don't know, like it's a course close to many arts, to mine as well, I just haven't really had the opportunity to to participate in that. And then, um, dated a Chinese person. No, I've never dated a Chinese person. I've never, I've been on a date with, uh, with a few, but um, no, I've, I've never really met one that, I don't wanna say standards, I've never met one that had the same interest as me, because I don't really look at people and, and and see race. Of course I do see race. We are different and we have to accept people's races and acknowledge them and embrace it. So I don't look at people like that and be like, no, no, no. I I just really haven't met somebody who I vibe with. Someone that I could try to develop something. I am single, by the way, in case you're wondering. So no, I'm not dating anybody. I'm I'm not dating anybody. But um, I mean, I do like people, I do chill. I don't Netflix chill, but I do chill, innocently, clean, clean chilling. I don't get up to to anything that I shouldn't be. So that's all there is to it. Uh, The schooling system in China is different. It's it's not really what you picture it as. Like I said earlier on, that I thought we were gonna be in a public school setting, but no, China has kindergartens, uh, primary schools, training centers, high school, university, and that. So you choose where your interest lies. However, the teaching methods are very different. In China, we practice active teaching. That means we don't go to the classroom with a stack of books and be writing notes on the board. We don't do that. We need to entertain while we teach. We need to make our classes fun. You know, we need to, because children have a short attention span. So you need to teach while you capture their child's mind. And by doing so, you teach while you're being funny. You know, whether through song or through games and there's Something which I detested when I got to China. I used to have a lot of anxiety. I used to speak to a friend of mine, Mo, and that. And then I would lament about how I hate this. And then go to a point where I told the school that I'm not going to do this. Because I'm not somebody who plays games. Literally, like, um, and I don't think I'm the only one. Back then when we used to have those little cell phones, uh, you know, like your Motorola, uh, uh, Motorola's and 360's and stuff like that, the first thing that I removed, because I didn't have space, I had no memory card, were the games. I'm not someone who plays games. So when I got here and I was instructed to play games. I said, for what? I'm just gonna teach, I wanna teach. Big mistake, you don't teach like that, yeah? You need to be active, active teaching. You need to be funny. You need to be, I don't know, you need to be a comedian basically to kids who don't speak a word of English good luck <laughs> but once you're in it you roll with it trust me <laughs> anybody can do it so that's um that's pretty much uh what about the food i've, I've answered the food question but oh, the first thing i ate uh donkey would i eat it again no i wouldn't eat that again i <laughs> i think i've had donkey no 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 um i wouldn't eat that again i just wouldn't It wasn't bad, but it's not something I wanna go back to. No, I wanna go back to that. Um, I see there's a question about alcohol. Alcohol is cheap. (laughs) Alcohol is cheap. Why do you think we drink so much? (laughs) There's a lot of alcohol floating about yeah. There's a lot of alcohol floating about. Alcohol is really um, affordable. It really is affordable. Again, it depends on what you drink. If you like the local stuff, you're good. Honestly, if you drink local beer, you won't have to spend more than you have to. However, even if you like our foreign brands like your Hogue Gardens, your Blancs, your, uh, your Gents, your Gordons, your, your Moscatos, your, your, I don't know, what's this, your, your Smirnoffs, your Vodkas and that, they're still affordable. You know, because the economy here is very stable. I won't lie. The economy is very stable. Uh, there's also a question about safety. China is really, really safe. It's, it's it's literally the safest place I've ever been to. I won't say the safest country because I've only been to two countries. Yeah, I'll catch up. But um, <laughs> China is uh, the safest place I've ever been to my entire life. Like the safety here is of paramount importance to the government, so we are protected all day. 24 365 we are so protected. Because I mean, we go drinking, we go drinking, and we go dancing, and we come home at the wee hours, you know, morning, like 4 a.m. and that, and we'll be walking around. So we're safe, we really are safe. Um, I don't know, things that you can't do, um, let's see. We don't really do a lot of stuff that's illegal. Because another thing you're a foreigner, right? You're a foreigner. So the first thing you try to go on about is, is abiding by the rules and the laws of the country, because nothing you want is to be deported or even arrested and end up in a in a <laughs> in a foreign prison. Like you don't want to do that. And somebody just asked me if I got the dog because I was lonely. No, I was not lonely. I got the dog because I had always had a phobia for dogs. Well for animals in general. So I thought, hey, you know, if I could just get a dog and just love a dog and, you know, maybe I would get over my phobia. And, yeah, my phobia is gone. I have my dog, Missy. You know, every like I said, that if you have me on your Instagram or if you follow me, uh, you will see this dog, adorable little creature, love her to bits. I can't really imagine this house without her. So I got the dog and she keeps me busy. You know, like I exercise and I do stuff with her. I take her everywhere. Little, She's like my little handbag, <laughs> my little manbag. So I take Missy everywhere with me. And however, she does kind of help, you know, with being alone in this house. However, the reasoning behind me getting her was not because I was lonely. Uh, I don't think I get lonely. I just get, I don't know, I don't get bored as well. I just long to talk to people. Yeah, that's strange, but, not that I'd talk to my dog, I wish my dog could talk, but hey, <laughs> no we don't. But you know, she's just a, yeah, she's a cute addition, you know, to, to to this house. And we have a love and hate relationship, which I value, <laughs> which I value. So that's the reason why I got the dog. And I have become so attached to the dog. People have told me that I would get attached to a dog, and I thought, no way. I was never going to get attached to an animal, but yeah. These little people, I call my dog a person. I always tell her to sit down and behave like a good person that I'm training her to be. So uh, I refer to my dog as a person. These little people will creep up. You know, They will literally creep up on you and target your heartstrings. So, so there's that. And uh, where do I work? Uh, I don't work in a public school. I work in a training center. I work in a training center because I couldn't really find a job at a public school at the time that I was looking for a job. It was during pandemic in 2020, but I work in a training center for, it's basically an after school program. Kids go to school, public school, and they go to kindergarten. So after kindergarten or public school, they come to the training center to further extend the learning of English. So we have this erratic system uh, we go off on Monday and Tuesday, and we work from th- Thursday, sorry, Wednesday to Sunday. We work weekends, here. Yeah? Something that I had to adjust, something that I had to, I don't know, <laughs> to just inculcate so I could uh, survive. And uh, there's a question also about the time zones. Yeah, the time zones really worked on me on a post Because yeah. Uh, because China is... Um, six hours ahead of South Africa. So literally like your 6 a.m. is my 1 p.m. here. My 6 p.m. is your 1 p.m. there. So I also had to adjust my habits. I still haven't actually gotten that, you know, I still talk to people because most of the people that I talk to are South African people, my friends, my family and that in South Africa. And when I go to work, you guys are still sleeping. When I come from work, some of you are, are already at work, but some are starting work. So by the time it's like eight thirty here, it, it's still like what two thirty there. So four pm there is ten pm here. So that literally prolongs my day because I have to check in with the people. So that uh, that is something I had to get used to, and. Uh, Another thing, my perception of this country was uh, not what it is. <laughs> not what it is. A lot of people have, have have gone further to to mention that they thought people would be doing. At Kung Fu. I had an interview a few weeks ago with Mister A. He thought he'd be seeing people like that, and I also spoke to a friend of mine Mo last week. He also thought he was going to be seeing people walking around in traditional clothes and stuff like that. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's not like that. China is normal, and it's not those little huts that you see in Kung Fu movies. No, there are some buildings here like the infrastructure here is very impressive it's good and how do you commute to work I take, uh, I take, uh, I take a Didi or a taxi it's not far from my workplace it's like pretty much 15 minutes from here which is very convenient a lot of schools in China would try to base you uh, not far from the school because people get late like there's just one tricky situation or other it's other, just one tricky part of being normal people do get late and then you cannot gamble on your employer's money when you are late parents are waiting another thing about the China school system, parents are very active in their children's learning they will literally hound you just to find out how their child is behaving so if parents complain about a certain teacher it's definitely not good at all you can lose your job. I mean, I come from South Africa where, I don't know, a lot, a lot of the parents don't even know their children's teachers. You go to school, you come home, do your homework, don't do your homework, mommy doesn't care. As long as you're back home, you're good, life goes on. In China, it's different. Parents are very involved. From grandma, grandpa, to all the way down to their uncles. Everyone is involved in the child's learning like learning here is taken so seriously so that's another one that i kind of had to get used to because we have these open classes where parents come in and they sit and they observe how you teach they try to observe how their child reacts to you people have actually gone on to lose jobs because certain children didn't like them which is why it's also hard here for, for teachers to actually be let go from their current posts because once a certain parent gets acclimated to a certain teacher or a child gets acclimated to you, then becomes a problem when you leave and someone has to come and fill in. They may not like the person. When you first start, it's all weird and stuff like that, but then once the kids grow to love you and they get attached and they form a bond, you're having to leave the school not really such a great idea. So a lot of people are actually encouraged to stay because, more especially if you're a hardworking teacher, if you leave the school it loses. So, those are a few things that I had to to get used to as well. I mean, the food never really bothered me. As I say, question about food. Uh, food never really bothered me as such. However, I don't really eat out a lot because I like knowing what's in my food. I'm not really crappy on anybody, but I like knowing what's in my food Uh, and uh, I'm not really (laughs) I'm not the best cook around but at least I I I know my way around the kitchen just here a bit so I I prefer cooking hence the big spending on food so I like that Uh, have I made friends? Um, yeah I have made friends I've made friends and I've lost some friends as well Uh, I've, I've made some that I've kept for... You know for years and I've also lost some I mean like you know people come into your life and then they leave that's another thing about China a lot of relationships that are formed here as well as friendships sometimes you may not really I don't know sometimes it's just not what they seem you know there are a lot of people that would befriend you for I don't know for a certain type of gain yeah there are a lot of shallow people around them, but then again that's just everywhere in the So we can't really tie that to to being here. There are little people that are just kind of two-faced. Sometimes people gather around and then they form this, I don't know, this group of friends, but they're not really friends. They're just friends bound by circumstance, which means they are circumstantial friends. And with that, of course, undoubtedly, inevitably conflict is bound to rise. So I've never been in a lover's spat like that. Like no, I've never really had to break up with a friend like that. Uh, yeah, like I just distance myself from that. Because I mean, in as much as we are all foreigners and we all try to go along to get along, there are some characters that are just not easy to get along with, you know. Some characters are not as wholesome and as honest as they'd like to be. So, that that and relationships yeah yeah that's quite complex honestly that is a little complex and um, another thing let's see the question winter my god the winter in China is yeah the <laughs> bro, like the winter here is just mad like I've I've never frozen like I have during winter like winter is so bad it's so bad Coming from South Africa I mean we Have like winter For two to three months And whatever And then We're good China the winter Is longer It's really longer And It's it's, it's really bad It's so bad That even our showers Here have heaters <laughs> It's really bad And um, but then guys That's just about it Hey that's about it uh, I've, 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 I've told my story And I've gotten Through to The questions that Were coming through and if you still have questions, please let's uh, let's communicate. Eh? And to those that are, have subscribed to Anchor, please uh, do send your messages there on Anchor. And those who follow me on Instagram, you may post a question there. Those who have, have me on WhatsApp, let's talk there as well. Let's keep talking. Let's just keep sharing. Let's like. And uh, yeah, that's that. Oh, does it just sound like a youtuber? No, please don't like that back <laughs> let's just share and keep the conversation going and yeah that's it any more questions we're going to have to chalk it up Yeah, we're going to have to deal with that the next time we have a sit down I mean we are going to sit down again I just don't want to be uh, those hosts who just go on about their life every day no no I like hearing people's stories but then again I thought hey since we're doing this I mean we'll just come forth and also share my side of the story because hey you know we're all about creating relationships here. Yeah. So let's all be vulnerable and let's all love and have a good laugh. And 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 I cry sometimes, you know, but then again, this is just the reality of life. We cry, we laugh and we move on. Hopefully. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, that's this week's instalment of the green tea. And as per usual, keep the conversation going on our host site. If you're subscribed there on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, do k just there and wherever you get your podcasts from. From me, my dog, and all the citizens of this country, I bid you farewell. Have a good night.